Okay, everybody. Hey, welcome back. This is, I think we had kind of a decent hiatus here, didn't we, Grant? It's been, it's been a little while. It's been a little while. It kind of happens at the end of the year when we get wrapped up in annual conference and then the holidays come. So, hey, we're back. We're back and this is episode 27. 27. 27 podcasts. Welcome back. We're glad you're here. Um, sitting to my right, none other than Grant Potter. Who we already heard from. So he, you know, he, already, he already piped in. And then across the table from me is Seth Bueller. How are you, Seth? Uh, great. How are you doing? <laughs> Seth, I don't know if at first Seth was very excited that I asked him to do this, but he's a good sport. Um, Seth, tell us uh, what you do for the department. Um, I'm Giants Tech 3. I uh, maintenance the roads. Um, you're out of the Lehigh, Lehigh shed. Lehigh, Utah shed. Yep, Lehigh um, shed. You and you, you, we were talking just before this. Uh, AF Canyon, American Fort Canyon, is your baby. Huh? It is. Love it. There's no better <laughs> place. Just, just this valley, the Wasatch Front. No better place to live. Gorgeous scenery. Um, and I'm lucky enough. I was born and raised here in Lehigh, so right here, this taking care of my community. You went to high school here. I did. Lehigh High School. Lehigh High School. Famed, we had about famed Footloose High School. <laughs> yeah, we had about forty five hundred residents when I graduated. It's nuts. Um, how long have you been with the department? Uh, a little over four years. A little over four years. Yep. Seth and I actually have the same start date. <laughs> um, we started together August of twenty fifteen. Yeah. So, okay. Um, tell me about you. Tell me about your personal life. I'm probably one of the biggest BYU fans you'll ever meet. He is. He's wearing a BYU hat <laughs> across know. across the table from me. Exactly. You're either born red or blue, and then you have all the turncoats. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but the, the Fairweather fans. You, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a, a hardcore family man. I got uh, three, three kids. How old are they? Um, 20, um, 17, and uh, 13. Well, dude, we're glad you're here. Um, when I talked to Seth about this a couple, it's maybe been a month or so. We talked in December. Um, I kind of wanted to figure out, like, what's going on in our maintenance stations and what's happening, especially during the snow season. And and what does that look like? But the, our conversation, um, Seth and I started talking October-ish. Um, Seth is the Region 3 Safety Award winner. Um, why <laughs> tell me for, let's talk about that for a minute. Why, why, um, safety is just kind of one of the, uh, um, things I do. Um, I actually, uh, spent 14 years at, uh, the Home Depot as a supervisor and, uh, in charge of a lot of their, uh, um, safety focused, um, training for 160 plus employees. And it does become a culture i mean safety the safety culture and um is more about awareness and preventing injury and accidents so it was uh something as a i don't know as a i don't know if it's weird to look at myself as a leader but i've always been no problem just being the loud big guy in the room that says you just take control yeah like i'm i have no problem giving out of boys for good behavior and having that conversation on training where the behavior needs because not everyone knows a lot of times you got to find out like what needs taught um so it was just kind of natural for me when we i got here to udot none of these guys were stretching I mean, one of the number one injuries, and even at UDOT, is still 
back injuries. Yeah, of course. I mean, you can't go sitting in a truck forever and then lifting up yeah. the, the blades for a snowplow to go install them. So just trying to implement little things like that, like, hey, you guys, like five or six different stretches, 15 seconds at a time, three times, is going to change your life forever. Oh, How yeah. Don't you want to pick up your grandkids? And you got to think of things like that because look at a lot of the retirees and they – a lot of them in the maintenance field. Yes. A lot of them aren't having a rejoy- enjoyable golden years of yeah. their life. And it was well, because they've been <laughs> doing hard labor for years. Yes. And so there was a lot of um, prevention they could have done. So that's when, like me, we go over like uh, toolbox meetings and a few things like that here mm-hmm. at the shed. But whichever crew ends up with me knows how annoying I'm going to be. When we get out there, we address all the other hazards that, of course. you know, and instead of just being that guy that does it on my own, I like to delegate to everyone else there. Hey, you guys look around. Let's see. What do we need to talk about? What do we need to do? And we have our own separate meeting every time. That's awesome. And I think that's the one that a few of the guys that I know nominated me, um, um, like Austin Menlove, this gentleman, just like kind of ate that up. He's like, dude, you're always pointing out things I would have never noticed. And we have a 34 year vet here, Manus Caginus, and we'll stop up the canyon for five minutes just to hurry and get out, maybe take a picture. Yeah. And in that five minutes, oh, you have a pin that might be coming out. You have, he's already walked around. So, and just some of the stuff he's taught me that I can pass on and I can show people. So it's just, it's, it's, just kind of second nature with me and I have no problem like speaking up. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to just sit back. <laughs> well, and um, yeah. And, and if you, you we're, we're going to get some fun noises in this <laughs> podcast too, because we're, we're doing this actually in the break room of the Lehigh, of the Lehigh shed. And we usually have people come over to the complex where we kind of have this nice little studio, if you will. So, so if you hear, <laughs> stuff on the table or you know <laughs> seth just moved and bumped the table like you'll and heck one of the trucks may fire up out here that we'll hear so you bet and i could even get a phone call that there's an emergency and so that's why, we're doing, that's why we're doing it here we're doing it um you mentioned culture like that, that there's a safety culture that you came from um that may or may not have been here right and i think there's different levels of having this culture where you're either all it's it's not you're either all in or you're not all in right i yeah. mean there's different levels of it um but i like the fact that you just your personality lends itself to being able to say i'm not shy and if i see something that i don't think is safe i'm 100 willing to say something about it and i think there's a perception right and we've we've talked about this a minute ago there's a perception of speaking out Right. Um, there's a perception of. I even thought there, there's this negative perception of somebody stretching. <laughs> yeah. right? And that's probably what was here before. Right. Yeah. The guy's like, well, I don't need to stretch. <laughs> right. Who's stretching? Like, yeah, we're not athletes. We don't need in, But it makes a difference. And so for you, it's getting over that perception of what's already here and not being afraid to speak up. And, and I think that's probably the big reason why well and and just getting to know your uh, co-workers i mean we spend so much time together um you know it's it's almost kind of like even finding some of these guys strengths because what i can tell to you 
hey, let's just go get this done, and this is why you're 100% on board. Yeah. Two or three of these guys need coddled in a yep. different way. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing because they're just who they are. It's exactly. And some of these other guys are more. So even though you may only have five guys or 15 guys that you're talking to about the same safety topic or issue that you're dealing with out on the road right now, you might understand, like, yeah, they're going by at 70 miles an hour. Or you might see things that they don't see. And it's how you explain it. You can explain it to one person just straight up yep. and how you need and to. He gets it and and you it. need to go talk to the other four on just maybe pull them aside and say, hey, look, this is like, what do you guys see? Instead of just saying, this is what I see and this is why, ask them li those little questions to just uh, find out, like, what what are they thinking? I mean, some of these guys, like, hey, it's not a video game you played your whole life. This is now reality. Yeah, this and, is now there are people's lives at stake. And sometimes, and it's the amazing thing is, is that 21-year-old kid that has no clue on just brand new, that knows nothing at all, might give you the best thing out there as far as, wow, here's 20 of us that have worked here forever and never one of, not one of us has ever thought of that. Yeah, where he has a new idea and, and hey, have we ever thought about it this way? And, and so that's the thing. It's like, again, <laughs> we go back to this culture that we talked about is that, is that we're trying, we want that culture to be there where the new guy can come in and say, did you guys ever think about doing it this way? Because we're just not thinking about it and actually being heard. And not just saying, oh, who do you think you are? No, like, great idea, dude. Yeah. I haven't ever thought of it that yep. way. And that's the thing is, like, <laughs> I think there's this, there in some places, and, and it's not even just in our maintenance sheds, I think it's across the department, there's areas where people have this fear that if I do speak up that I'm not either not going to be validated and somebody say, yeah, that's a good idea. Or they'll do the exact opposite <laughs> and say like, well, that's not how I've ever done it. You know, who do you think you're the, you're the new guy. You don't know. You've never driven one of these plows. You don't know. Exactly. So, um, so we talked a little bit about keeping your guys safe, keeping the, our employees here in the shed safe. Um, that's a big focus. Talk about what we're doing or what you are doing, uh, Keep the public safe. I mean, and this is, I think, outside of plowing, right? I mean, we, I think we understand um, that's, you know, a, a huge focus. But is there anything else that you're doing above and beyond that? So what I don't think a lot of people realize is uh, we're super proactive. I mean, we're not waiting for the storm. We're not waiting for TOC. We're not waiting. We're already, we know these two or three scenarios can come up with, the storm that's coming, yeah. we're here before the storm. Um, we, uh, besides the toolbox meetings and like our walk arounds and everything, like we kind of already talked about, um, like uh, we have to go out. There's a lot of areas like with no delineation. We're putting delineators up and I'm sure we all know what those are. Um, they reflect so we know where the road is because we have a lot of winter conditions up here where you can't see your hood. Um, I get a half inch of snow and you cannot see your hood on 92 when you pass Micron. I got about a four mile stretch that it's too dangerous to even drive. We have to pull over in our plows. Yeah. And that happens often because of the point of the mountain winds. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. I get three feet of snow and it's fine. We can see it, but no there's problem. times we get a couple inches. So and it's one of those things where um, 
you know, we all don't, uh, one, understanding your routes, like 92 is different than I-15. Yeah. Every route's uh, a different beast that we uh, go after. And we go through a lot of game planning here. Um, a lot goes into the prep starting August, September. Um, every year since I've been here, you have three or four rookies that have never plowed. And getting them up to speed so that, by that the time, first yeah, storm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's quite... And, and showing them what to look for. Um, we're kind of the first responder for the first responders, kind of like we um, talked about. And Explain that. I, so, like, so, talk, talk through that for me. So many times um, the fire truck and the ambulance and the police officer are not going to be able to get to their destination they were called to if we do not plow the road for them to get to it. Yeah. And, in, and even in other cases, rock slides, semis tipping over on my freeway all the time with bales of hay and <laughs> we have had three rollovers in just lehigh yeah. in a month yeah. uh, i mean and if we're not out there and helping get that cleaned up as efficient and as fast as possible First responders I mean, aren't. they're not going to be able to do their job and get through i mean and <clears throat> it uh, it's happened quite often where we our sheds placed right here kind of close to a hospital. We just keep plowing all the way to the hospital so the ambulance behind us can get into the hospital. Yeah. And it's just part of the culture and what we do here. Yeah. So, um, and, and then what happens behind the scenes, the storm's over. It's a nice, warm, sunny day. Trust me, there's 500 deep potholes. Oh, yeah, of course. The, and we are out there in the wind and cold. And that's that stuff we all hit. First, replacing the signs, fish, fixing those five, six crash cushions that all just got hit before we are able to go and re-maintenance our 10-wheelers and plows for our safety to get back out there. We still have to go and want to put the roads first. Yeah, of course. Because my wife drives these roads. It's my community. And Kids it's are just, here. It's yeah. just what we do. I mean, you know... The the pay might not be the greatest <laughs> in the world, but that's not why we do it. Yeah, we do it because of the pride we have in it, and we are part of this community just like they are. I I love that response that you know my wife drives this road right. This is where I live. I remember a couple of years ago somebody, uh, one of our shed managers up in Region One, one leader of the year, or he was nominated for leader of the year, and his response is Snowville, right, so like, <laughs> right against the border. And his response to, you know, somebody said, why do you get up at three in the morning? And he says, because my kids are on that school bus, right? The school bus has to get to the school. My kids are on that bus. He's like, and so if I don't, you know, this is my community. If I'm not doing it, then nobody gets to school. Nobody's safe. And so I like that, that, you know, big storm happens. Stuff gets ruined, right? <laughs> um, um, the road has maintenance issues. Like you guys take care of the public first and then you take care of, of what needs to happen second. Exactly. And hopefully there's enough time between storms that we get it all done. And your guys are busy. You bet. We're, and we're pretty good at prioritizing. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to send everyone in the shed out to fix some things. We can leave probably half of our guys 
changing plows like a pit crew in NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to change those blades often and quick. Yep. Why that plow blades up? You're greasing every greaser. You're tightening every, adjusting every brake. I mean, there's a lot of things you're looking at. Every single hose. One hydraulic hose has a lot of cracks in it. You got to replace it now and hopefully catch it now. Otherwise, that's a big mess on the road and a truck down out on the road for several hours. Well, and, and not only is there a safety issue with the truck going down for the public, but now we're sending a mechanic out. Like it's one more person on the road that doesn't necessarily have to be on the road. Exactly. Right? And I, gosh, I, I, I think of you guys a lot when you're out there plowing, but I think of our mechanics and the pickup truck that have to come, you know. And seriously, everyone, everyone, anyone that has to get, like I super feel for UHP. Yeah. I mean, how often, and, and I never, I never knew what a delineator was. I never looked on, oh, there's trash on the side of the road until I worked here. Yeah. I think these are and things I never it. noticed no. as a regular public. Well, and I don't, and, and what's funny is like, I'm not a, I'm not in our sheds. I'm not out fine. Like I notice all these things because that's the thing, that's what our people are going through. And, and there are things that are important to, to these guys. Like I'm going to start noticing these, these different, these different things. <laughs> Um, walk me through a typical storm. Let's say we're going to get a, what's, we're going to get a 24 hour push, right? Tell me, tell me what happens in the shed during. So exactly. Like we know it's going to hit around say 5am. We're here at 4am. So we're going to meet here before and, and if, you're driving on unplowed roads. Yes, we are. Yeah. We get here on unplowed roads. Um, and you know, typically with our shed or most sheds, TOC don't have to call us. Yeah. We, you know, like I said, yeah. being proactive. And uh, then we get here and it's just go. I mean, it is whoever gets in the loader first, he loads all 14 trucks. Wow. And that guy is, you know, so everyone needs to, everyone needs to be on the same level. I mean, so those new guys, um, typically there's a lot of uh, things that might only take you four hours if you ran the loader. Well, you're going to let the new guy do it. And it might take two days, but when it comes time for that snowstorm or he's ready for it. Exactly. So it's just, it's one of those things where we're very good at training each other because there's definitely not enough training out there. We have a lot of things in place. So that guy for all trucks are loaded and, um, the I 15 crew, they already know their game plan. I mean, it's, it's, it's no different than, the X's and O's is with a football coach or how a baseball coach. Yeah. There's already all the coaching and training. Here's our game plan we're going to run this week. Here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to – there's a lead truck. There's a second truck. There's the third truck. Yeah. We have two tow plows. We're going to need another one here at the Lehigh Shed. Um, and we run um, six to seven trucks. And that still don't get the snow. And this is just on 15. This is I-15. And it still does not get the... And that's with two tow plows. Uh, we can't go from inside shoulder to outside shoulder on quite a few areas. We're leaving a pretty big windrow. Yeah. And that's dangerous for the public. But th that's what we have to work with. And it's the most efficient. Yeah. And then as soon as they actually do a full round on I-15, get some salt down for the public so they can start driving on it, make it slushy, as long as it's not slick. Um, then there's that second game plan. Um, you got to consider every on and off ramp, two trucks have to go left, two yeah. trucks have to go right. 
court coordinated. Yeah. I mean, if the other guys go first, then there was no point. Yeah. I mean, so this is all part of the game plan, and every single structure is different. Yep. Some structures you do that cross V thing like we got on Pioneer and like we got in Draper, whoever dreamed that up. Um, <laughs> we've got. He's talking about the divergent diamond. Yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Couple hours before you out there. build one, yeah. um, and then uh, there's great structures like uh, Pleasant Grove. You get off, you get right back out, and yeah. go straight through, and it's clean. And yeah. It's great, yeah. um, and uh, at the same time, so the storm, um, how we do it, and that game plan completely changes from four to seven in the morning. After seven o'clock in the morning, it don't matter if it's even a Sunday here in Utah. There's a whole new game plan now because now we have the freeway full. Yep. It's like plowing at the Super Bowl in the parking lot. Yep. It's just no difference. It's and, just cars everywhere. And you're trying to do it as, as fast and as efficient as possible, but you just you can't move all the cars out of the way. And so um, that's where we love that most of the public understands, hey, they're doing their job. And uh, most, I want to say, because... Too bad you always just hear about the bad stories, but 99% of the people are giving you a wave and a thank you. Yeah. I mean, we all like to which come is, back and tell, hey, I got though. a double birdie figure. <laughs> she was screaming like the other because we plowed the road for her. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's. Can you imagine us doing that for her? Oh, it, it, heaven forbid. It's amazing. And, um, you know, I I, I kind of like to think um, after driver day, while we did Colorado quite a bit, spoiled Utah. Yeah, no, we <laughs> I are. mean, they want to see the salt on the road. Most states don't even use salt. But here's <laughs> why, though, is that we do a great job. A great. And and I think that there, that expectation is there because that's that's how our maintenance folks are. Is that there's an expectation out there that we're going to do a good job for the public. And it's funny, a couple of years ago, somebody sent a, on social media, they sent a tweet out that had um, a picture of Idaho, I-15 I in Idaho, and then I-15 in Utah. Um, and the tweet said something like, so glad to be back in Utah. You know, Utah does an amazing job at the roads. And, and it was, the, the pictures were night and day. I oh, mean, it was black, black road versus kind of not necessarily black road and and that's the thing is like our public yeah they're spoiled um but we're also that's just the expectation we have is like we want to do 110 percent and and i have yet to meet uh especially in our maintenance crews a maintenance employee that doesn't feel that way oh exactly right? um so during a storm like we've talked about kind of ramping up getting to it you have 14 trucks 14 drivers? Yeah, we have uh, 14 trucks, 14 drivers. Um, do they all get deployed at the same time on a big storm? Um, so what we have um, at our shed, we have three night crew guys all year, all winter long. And what is the night crew person? So the night crew guys, um, priority one roads. but So we're, we're, we're required to keep two lanes open on I-15 all night. But to do that on a lot of these storms, you'd have to neglect some of these other roads. So we're one of the sheds that are lucky enough to have enough people and personnel that we have one other guy. So we'll have two on I-15 keeping the roads open, um, a few lanes open, and coordinate with Bluffdale and Provo Orem. So yeah. um, 
Um, it's pretty cool. They help each other out quite a bit. And then we have one guy hitting. I mean, if the hillside here off 92 don't get hit until you're up past Traverse Mountain, no one's ever getting up it. Yeah. And then watching them try to stop when they come down it. Yeah. So if that got neglected at all. There's a lot of safety issues. Yeah. So we're, we're lucky enough to have that. And then um, typically the day crew comes in at 4 o'clock on a storm. And with the, we get here and we just go. I mean, it's it's nonstop. It's 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 pretty interesting because we go by a lot of schools. You got yeah. a ton of high schoolers yeah. that are just kind of don't fear nothing. Yeah. And um, one of them passed me on the road, so I was <laughs> I was driving from actually from Lehigh here. I had a meeting in Lehigh, and I was driving back into Salt Lake right when that storm hit. So what was it like two, two ish something like that? <clears throat> one thirty, two o'clock. And I'm driving like 45 on 215, like back towards the complex. This kid, and, and I'm in, I'm in a Ford Explorer. Like I've got good tires on, like I'm, I'm driving pretty safe. And this kid in like this Nissan Sonata or something just rips past me going like 80. Invisibility is like 200 feet. I mean, it's not, it's not great. Right. But I just thought, oh, these stupid high school kids. Well, they're fearless. And then like, that's what I'm saying is I can't believe how UHP has to get out of their vehicles so often and risk their lives because someone didn't tie a dresser down. Yeah. Cause someone just threw the ladder in the back of their truck. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it like it hits home when you see how often those guys, I mean, with the slowdowns and everything, but just how often those guys for, totally unnecessary reasons yeah just people not being smart yeah you know i mean you're 10 times better off hiking up in the mountains alone all the time nothing's gonna hurt you yeah then standing well and walking on i-15 i think a lot of people don't realize anytime you get out of that vehicle and you're on the the shoulder of i-15 your life's at risk i mean well and i'm at this job, you don't leave without telling your wife you love her. <laughs> I'm telling good, you that. That's a good point. Well, you, you just don't know. And and I even, you know, I'm one of these nerdy UDOT employees that anytime I can, I call the TOC. And I don't want, I don't say that to be facetious. I, it's just, if I see something, I call probably once a week on a pedestrian on I-15, right? And it's because I know, yeah, right? Like when we were doing the the point before the point was finished, I remember standing out there in the middle of the split highway. Cars are ripping past you at 75, 80 miles an hour, right? That was probably the scariest thing I've ever done. And I'm inside Jersey barriers at that point, yeah, right? And And I'm not out there trying to change a tire or – or, you know, you guys are actually really exposed and these UHP um, patrols are really exposed. And and so I just, you know, keep people safe. I always recommend that you guys, employees, and I think we've said this on one of our podcasts before, if you don't have the TLC's phone number in your phone, <laughs> put it in your phone, right? It's, eight, it's 801, oh, it's up here on the board, 887. 3700 but put it in your phone because i think that there needs to be a little bit of responsibility for our employees no matter what you do where you work that if you see something that's not safe and if it's really not safe 911 right yeah period if there's something in the middle of the road in fact the tlc tells me that all the time there's debris in the road 911 yeah if there's just people doing something stupid 
you know, or there's somebody broken down on the side of the road, call the TOC. Like one day coming down the point of the mountain, there was a wheelbarrow going down the road with no one, like, nobody near it. Huh? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. I talked to, uh, we, we've talked about, you guys have a gym, like a little workout area yep. here, right? And it's yep. just, it's equipment that you have, you guys have just pulled and you bought or some brought it. Yeah, yep, we all pitch in and yeah. go get it. Um, I think, and I could be wrong here, but I think the Draper Sheds workout room is, is built with stuff that they've found on the road, yeah. right? Treadmills and exercise bikes like, that have actually <laughs> fallen off of people's cars. Yeah, you know? it's, just, it's silly. Um, you said something to me. Well, I think you said this in the Employee Advisory Council a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we talked about Christmas morning, and I think this is the fifth out of the last six Christmases where we've had snow on Christmas. Yeah, so I've plowed. Five years now. Yep. Every, every, every Christmas. Year, every Christmas. Um, this year wasn't too bad. I only had to work um, only like six, seven, eight hours in the morning. Yeah. Which was awesome. Only only hey. had only had to work. <laughs> only worked a full day. <laughs> on <laughs> Christmas. Only, yeah, hey. only worked a full day on Christmas. You know, most of them have been, you know, only sixteen hours. Yeah. No, and you know, that's one thing. We're we're supposed to only go sixteen hours, but it's it's another one of those things you do the right thing. Yeah. You know, and sometimes the right thing is to keep the road clear and yep. safe. Um, yep, and and we know that no one's going to reprimand you for doing the right for thing. Doing the right thing. And, uh, and Carlos says that, says that all the time. He says, "Do the right thing." You know, I mean, I'll back you up. Just do the right thing. Like on, like we were out um, four in the morning, New Year's Day, and it was getting to be around like eight o'clock at night. And um, <laughs> great. <laughs> and then uh, we just had to keep going. I mean, it was our our uh, supervisor was all right. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is, is is the choices is we either send our guys home or the public safety then becomes compromised. So this was one of the parts where it was cool to see the family we have here is he was actually giving us the opportunity. All right. We can let the night crew come in at eight o'clock and try to handle this by themselves. Or, I mean, because he was, he was trying to, you guys have, like, wasted your whole day on a holiday. He was trying to get us to go home and was letting people go home. And as a collective group, we all said we can't. Yeah. It was awesome. It was kind of like a movie moment. Like, <laughs> no, because you know what? Was, all of our family's yeah. still out there, like, going out to dinner. I mean, we're not, but you know they're out. There are other people Celebrating out there the holidays. Yeah. And, like, a, to a lot of us, like... I knew my wife and kids were actually going out to dinner and yeah. and it was still dumping. It cleared up for like three hours and then we're like, oh, great. You can see the yeah, stars. Yeah. We got all this hope in us. We're going home and, and then it just came back. It just it dumped. Just and back. it was, and that's just, what's awesome is no one had to be like people, guys in the crew still could have went home and they didn't. Yeah. Everyone knew. And that was just, that was cool. And like, you, you and you never heard a complaint. We teased like, ah, oh, great. If yeah, it wasn't a holiday, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be great weather. Yeah, but. <laughs> it was a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but the fact that, that it's Christmas or it's New Year's. Uh, the thing that kind of stuck out to me about the Christmas thing is you said, there's enough old guys yep. here in the shed that we just covered extra areas so that the guys who had younger kids could be home in the morning with their kids. And I thought 
that's that's the true like we talk about teamwork and that's really where it comes down to it is and you just talked about new year's day where people that you had a job to do and as a group we decided this is this is important but to me that's really i think one of these great benefits that that you can't put a value on here at, at udot right you can't put a value on working in a great team like i can't put a dollar amount on it right but you can for your career oh yeah Right. And and all these guys that went over to the Geneva that you talked about yeah. earlier, there's a value that you can put on working on a great team and people that care about you and have got your back. And um, and if I've got a six year old at Christmas, that means more than my 15 year old. Uh, oh, exactly. We actually um, have, a, you know, it's my supervisor, Sean Bright. This guy's awesome. And he's been dedicated to UDOT all these years. And his son, I think, is seven. Yeah. So he was there for Christmas when he was one. Yep. And that baby don't last have, one. And has never once, ever. I yeah. mean, it kind of, like, kind of gets you a little bit. He's yeah. never once got to see his son open his presents on Christmas morning. Or, like, do you t- keep yeah. telling a three, four, five, six, seven-year-old, hey, no, you got to wait till dad gets home, and that might be when he's asleep tonight. Yeah. So this year was the first time. That's awesome. So think about that. A lot of people don't realize, like, and I'm just like, wow, like, it's a I've sacrifice. always got to see my, you know, yeah. and so it was it was awesome that exactly, we, we had no problem, the guys that you know it's more important to, you know, stay home yeah. and we'll work a little harder. That's cool. I, I think it was in the lunch, the safety lunch. There was another guy that his daughters were with him and his daughters were grown like in their twenties now. <laughs> and they talked about that is that, um, yeah, there were Christmases where dad wasn't home until later at night. Um, and I think both of these girls, I remember saying like, we were so proud of that. Like, <laughs> like it would have been nice to have him home, but like we knew that he was where he needed to be. And so, and I'm sure Sean feels that way, oh, right? Exactly. As, as hard as it is, um, and I, but I doubt that that there was any question on whether or not he was doing the right thing. And and you know, lucky for us, lucky for us, stupid dads, kids are resilient. <laughs> they <right>? are, <laughs> you know. And 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 I'm sure that that that's a moment where uh, our kids get to be proud of us when we're doing the right thing. Exactly. You know? So um, we're gonna wrap this up. I want to ask you because I didn't ask you this at the beginning. Um, favorite moment at UDOT so far? Four and a half years, what's been your favorite moment? You know, my fa- my favorite moment was, you know, the first time I was lucky enough to get called right before <laughs> I was supposed to teach a lesson at church. <laughs> I got a full call, and it was the coolest thing ever. We, we got to go up American Fort Canyon, and we had about a 100-foot wide, 15-foot deep uh, avalanche. avalanche that was just – and I've never dealt with that. Yeah. It was brand new to me, so I'm like a kid playing at the snow. That's this was awesome. like literally everyone else is just like, oh, this is horrible. There's avalanche, but no, I'm just like, this is the funnest thing ever. I'm, awesome. I'm in a big, huge Tonka truck, yep. um, uh, and, you know, and I'm I'm in the loader and I'm shoveling this thing out. It was great. I, awesome. I loved it. I loved the and and 
the best part is like the candy gets closed. Yeah. So it's your whole like playground. Yeah, you can do whatever <laughs> you, know? you want. Exactly. <laughs> so awesome. you don't know if we're wearing orange or not. We can do whatever we want. I'm just kidding. And, well, and, and the super bonus is that you got out of teaching a class <laughs> Ex- in church. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. So I have to tell you something really funny before we end. So Grant and I pulled up. Grant, and we're in a, we're in a state car, right? A white state car that has the seal on the side. But, um, we pulled up and there were what five or six guys just, yeah, just a, a group standing outside of a truck. And and this is like right after lunch, right? I mean, yep. it's not it's not like we're showing up in the middle, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. But like a couple of guys just you know doing what we do. We talk to each other, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as soon as they saw me and Grant pull up, it was like rats getting away from water. Man, <laughs> these guys, these guys got out of there so fast, and and it's obviously because you told them we were coming. By, yeah, right? I even I even asked, do I have any volunteers that want to stay and do this? Oh, I'm sure they'll, they'll. It's not that bad, is it? <laughs> no. Well, and they and somebody said, oh, I didn't want to be on camera. Yeah, we're not on camera. <laughs> not today. Not this time. We're not always bringing a camera. It was just. It was. It was funny. So. Anyway, Seth, you're a stud, man. Thank you for uh, letting us come and talk to you. And, and really, thank you for what you did for the department. You I mean, uh, I, and I, want to, I don't want this to sound offensive, all, but there's lots of guys like you out there, you right? And I, and I think that's a compliment to our people, is that we have guys that um, love what they do. They are amazing at what they do. And uh, they make us better by being here with us so thank you Seth oh, you're welcome man I love it good so stick around we want you here <laughs> yeah I will okay thanks buddy you bet bye uh, uh, oh, are you forgetting yes. something? <laughs> as, uh, as I, I know it's been a while. As, but... I, as I rip off the headphones, right? Uh-huh. I guess we I guess we have to end this properly. Yeah. So as Carlos would say be safe out there put your phones down buckle up you're going to say zero fatalities? Well, that's all part of it. That's all part of it. Is it just you keep Utah moving? Yeah, I think so. Wait. Wait, hold on. So wait, hold on. Hold on. It's, uh... Be safe, be safe out, out there. there. Put your cell phones down. Buckle up. Buckle up. And remember, you, you keep, keep Utah, Utah moving. moving. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Here we that's go. It. Thanks, Carlos. <laughs> Bye, guys.